0: Ashley, who landed the in-house copywriting job of her dreams. They all started with this free training, and you can get started with that same training too. Sign up right now at freecopywritingtraining.com. Are you ready to learn the keys to copywriting success? My name is Nikki Krawczyk, and I've been a copywriter for more than 20 years, writing for multi-billion dollar companies down to solopreneurs and every size business in between. My co-host, Kate Sitars and I, along with the rest of the Filthy Rich Writer team, are sharing everything we've learned in our decades in the industry so that you can start and scale a successful copywriting business of your own. To us, being filthy rich means having a job you love, being good at what you do, and making great money doing it. Let's dig in. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Build Your Copywriting Business Podcast. Hey there, Kate. Hello, hello. Hello. Okay, guys. Today, we are going to talk about NDAs, which stands for non-disclosure agreements, which sounds very legal and scary. (laughs) Great news. They are absolutely not. Mm -hmm. Um, So, Kate, what is a non-disclosure agreement? As a
1: freelancer slash on staff, whatever you are as a copywriter you're going to be privy to information about the business that maybe the rest of the general public doesn't know. It might not be, you know, financials necessarily, but it also might be depending on how you're involved with whatever you're involved in at the company. So they basically just want to kind of cover their behinds to say, don't share this information that we're not publicly sharing with the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. It's pretty, pretty standard. hmm.
0: And that can mean stuff that is not yet public as well. Mm-hmm. Often, yep. companies will have uh, employees or contractors sign non both employees, contractors, freelancers, everybody sign non disclosure agreements. Yep. Because they're working on projects that they don't want to the public to find out about yet or their competitors to find out mm-hmm. about yet. Um, once it's public, out in the world, obviously, it's a different story. But they don't want you t- to disclose this information that they're trying to keep within their own doors, which mm-hmm. makes sense, right? It's a completely reasonable request and a completely reasonable document. Yeah. Um, yeah so. If a company asks you to sign a non-disclosure agreement, and you may have already signed one and just not realized it uh, in this job or in previous jobs, just they give you the hiring paperwork and you sign it and you go. Um, but if a company gives you a non-disclosure agreement, definitely read it through. You never want to sign anything that you haven't read through. Um,
1: And feel free to ask questions. Usually if they have an HR person or whomever provided it to you, Mm -hmm. if you have questions, definitely ask them.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, But for the most part, non-disclosure agreements are not really a big deal to sign. Now, the questions we get from, especially from our copywriting students are, ooh, I signed a non-disclosure agreement. Does that mean I won't be able to use any samples on my portfolio site?
1: not necessarily. You know, if you're doing something like internal communications, corporate communications, maybe they want to keep that. If it's something that stays internal to the company and never sees the light of day to the public, maybe. Um, We were talking earlier too, maybe it's something with like lawyers or there's some, some legal business going on that they don't want to share. Fine. Most of the time though, they just don't want you, like we said earlier too, that to share it before it's out in the public so if you for example wrote copy for a website the designer mocked it up you're like this is so awesome I can't wait to put this in my portfolio you have the mock-up from the designer generally you just want to wait until it's actually live live to the world which I realized development time it might be longer than you want from when you finished you finished the project to when it's actually out in the world uh, but That's generally what you need to do is wait, wait just a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you have questions about it, if you're concerned, you're like, oh, is this, this is so great. But my NDA says I can't just ask, you know, most businesses, especially understand copywriters, designers, that's how they hired you was through your portfolio, most likely. So they realize that it's important for you to have these pieces. And quite frankly, some of the companies might be excited. It's not that you know, not that our websites get tons and tons of traffic, but it is a nice like, oh, here's this company I'd never heard of. It's kind of nice to get their name out in the world.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the vast, vast majority of companies, again, even if they have you sign a non DA, which nowadays most com- we have our employees and our contractors sign. NDAs. And because we're constantly doing new projects and new things, and we don't want them to be public until we have made them public. Um, so it's, it's a completely reasonable thing. Um, but there will be, or maybe, actually, I don't think I've ever had a company that wouldn't let me share things afterwards, but there might be some types of companies that that say, no, actually, we don't want you to share this sample, or we don't want you to share this. Um, Kate, mm-hmm. you were saying that sometimes- yeah, I have one.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, uh, I works th- it's work through an agency. And so the, but the end company, the client that I work with and then their are in client, it's a lot of layers. Uh, but basically the company doesn't necessarily, they want to project that everything is internal to their team. And I've been working with them for years and years and years. So yes, it, it to the client, there's no difference. They don't want the perception of though, oh, we're working with, with someone who's not on our full-time staff team. Do Which I think is silly. a little silly. Yes. Yeah, it is very silly.
0: It definitely is. Like, what's the difference between because someone who's on staff would have it on their portfolio as well. So, well, how can they tell that you're not? It's
1: However, the one out of many, many clients that I've worked with, and I've worked with other agencies. Totally, totally fine. So, it's not an agency thing. I wouldn't say it was just a, this particular, this mm-hmm. particular client.
0: Yeah. However. It is what it is. You know, you yep. you don't necessarily want to turn down work because you can't use the samples ever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but, this is a
1: lot of work I would not have turned down. <laughs>
0: um, but, you know, you can also ask, say, is there is there any element that I can share? Are there any pieces that you'd be comfortable with me sharing? Maybe it's a no, or maybe the client can say, well, you know, you can say this, or like, you can't tell them much about the project, but you can say this, or it's always worth asking. asking. You're not you're not going to hurt anybody or hurt anything or damage your relationship with a client by saying, Hey, I'm really proud of the work that we did and I want to put it on my portfolio to demonstrate the kind of work that I am capable of. Nobody's Mm -hmm. going to, nobody's going to, um, think less of you for that by any means. It just may be that with some clients. And again, I have never had this experience. Kate's had one. So a small percentage Um, But there may be some clients that say, ooh, actually, thank you for asking. Um, We can't let you share this. Mm -hmm. Or they may say, you know what, not now. And I realize it's public now, but not now, but maybe like in six months or a year or something like that. That's always worth asking too is, okay, if you're not comfortable with me sharing this now, will there be a point in the future when I can share it. Cause if it's a good piece of work now, it'll be a good piece of work in six months or in a year or whatever.
1: The other thing you can ask too is, can I share this directly with a prospective client? So this client that I worked with, uh, I was doing it as a freelancer. So it wasn't like I was full-time being like, Hey, I'm going to get another full-time job with the sample. Anyway, uh, they said that that was totally fine. They were like, yep, you can use it. It was someone else, another client in the same industry. It felt like the best piece to show this prospective client, the work I had done and the work I could do. Uh, Nine times out of 10, I have other samples that I can use that are already on my portfolio for prospective clients. But this one in particular, I just thought, "Mm, this is, this is going to be the really perfect piece. And they were again, totally fine with that. So Mm -hmm. keep all of your samples, even if you're not sure you'll be able to use them one day, if you have screen grabs, you know, put them in your folders, of whatever, take take screen grabs. You never know when you might need a piece of your work. And the worst thing is being like,
0: I did that and I have
1: no idea how to get it, how to get a screenshot of it.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. As someone who's been doing this for a long time, there's a lot of work that has just disappeared into the ether because I didn't save it when I should have. So Mm -hmm. save your work, even if, to Kate's point, even if they're saying that, you can't yet use it, or you can't mm-hmm. share it with the world.
1: Yeah, you might be able to. Might be able to send it directly to a prospective client mm-hmm. versus publishing it on your portfolio.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The other uh, legal document we want to touch on quickly as well is a non compete agreement, I guess, would you call it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not to not compete. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I feel like this is another document that you will likely see, you will see in your career if you're mm-hmm. doing copywriting for any amount of time, you will see it if you already haven't. And it's another one that maybe people feel like, ah, I'm a freelancer. How How can I sign this and say I won't work with another client? But that's not really necessarily what it's saying.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not about any other client. It's about often. It's about um, direct competitors. So if you are working with company A who sells this kind of widget to this kind of audience, and then company B is like, ooh, we sell those exact same widgets to that exact same audience. We'd like to bring you on board there's a decent chance that that would violate your non-compete. And what non-competes are is companies are just concerned about you sharing trade secrets. You know, you learned a lot working for company A and marketing their widgets to that audience. Uh, And that's very valuable to company B, of course, but company A might not want you to be able to share that with company B. Now, Mm -hmm. non-competes are actually a little bit more complicated because there are some elements of them that are not... The, it differs from state to state, um, so if you're at all uncomfortable with it, you might want to have a conversation with the HR person or whoever is asking you to sign them. Make sure, again, that you completely understand, um, but non-competes are are mostly just for the company to feel comfortable Letting you inside their company and sharing everything mm-hmm. that they have to share. You know, oh, we can't let so and so in the meeting because they're they might work with a different with a, a competing client. Um, I will say that non-competes are much more common if you are on staff versus not on staff. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some companies that just say, look, if you're going to work with us at all, we're going to have you sign a non-compete. And again, it's not to keep you from ever getting work. Ever again. It's just, and it's also not indefinite. It's usually, you know, for six months or a year or whatever, because the idea being that internal, I- internal information, insider information, not the bad wall street kind of insider information, but literal information of the insiders will change. And by six months, a year, whatever, it's going to be outdated anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, So the the non-compete is another one that's likely that you will get. And again, like we said, read through everything and make sure that you understand what you are signing, but it's relatively common and it's also very likely not going to impact your career in a negative way.
1: Yeah. And again, when in doubt, just ask. So if you have a current client that in any way seems similar to this company that's wanting you to sign the non-compete, say, hey, here's this current client I have. Just want to make sure everything's good. Most likely it will be. Um, and then same thing if you have a prospective client as you're working with this this company and you're unsure, run it by them um, when in doubt. But again, it's if, if you're working with... A, A travel company where you're selling luggage, but then you have another travel company and you're helping them sell, uh, tours, two different things. They're both yes in the travel space, but that's not, they're not competing. And so neither of them is probably going to care. Honestly, you might benefit both of them to be like, you know, I have all this, this great knowledge from this industry that I can apply here. And so if you're thinking too, well, I signed an NDA obviously I'm not going to share trade secrets with my, you know, if I get this other client, but there's, there's mess. I feel like messaging falls into this area where you're not necessarily sharing hard and fast financial information, but they don't want you bringing the same type of copy. Again, if it's the same audience, they're selling to the same people with the same product. It's going to be very hard then to not just uh, kind of recycle some of the things that, you know, work. Mm-hmm. right? If you know this type of messaging works, let me do the same or similar thing over here. Yeah. Those companies aren't going to like that. I mean, they'll, they'll like it if it's just for them and you're adding value and it's effective for them. But the second you start, you know, it, it, they don't have a leg up at that point, right? Yeah,
0: exactly. So legal concepts, but they're not actually all that scary. Just be sure to read them through, make sure you know what you're signing. And again, if you have any questions, just ask. And so with that, We'll catch you in the next episode. Bye, everybody. Like what you heard? Subscribe to the Build Your Copywriting Business podcast so you never miss any copywriting tips, tools, or tactics. And if you think copywriting might be right for you, check out our free on-demand video training at freecopywritingtraining.com. We'll catch you in the next episode.